I did get fined. A fifty dollar ticket yes. for your bullet trespassing. Yes, it did trespass. <laughs> your you bullet. Were there. Your bullet trespass. We had a crazy man uh, try to yeah. try to. Uh, yeah, I thought he was going to lose his cool, but uh, he did lose his he cool. He did. David Wagner, Dave or David? Uh, either is just fine. <laughs> And unless I'm around the other David Wagner. <laughs> yes. You then, know what, you know the then, there's a, then there's a David John. Okay. Which is that David and David Lawn. Okay. And one of us is good looking and the other one is humble. I'll let you figure out which one's which. I'm not I sure yet because he says it every time I meet him. <laughs> David Wagner is coming into town here in just a couple days. We'll have two David Wagners in Reading at the same time. I don't know if the world can handle that. A double dose. <laughs> so I'm sure all of you guys watching... Uh, are wondering who David Wagner is. And you don't know him, but you all know him. In one way or another, you all do. Everybody in America in America has has used frog tape. tape. Frog tape. Maybe yeah. not frog tape, but they've used uh, masking tape. Masking tape. And uh and so we have with us today the inventor. He's you've invented a lot of things. We'll get into it, but the inventor of frog tape. Um, but more than that, uh, that's just how people can maybe like listen in for a second. And you want to listen in. Uh, trust me, you want to listen in today. Um, he is a good, good, good friend. And I don't say that lightly. I've known you now for how many years? Mm, several. <laughs> I see you put some I, thought into this. I, 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 <laughs> we met in India. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I totally forgot about this. So yeah. we're talking 10 years? Yeah, probably 10 maybe years. Maybe a little bit more. Spent a lot of time with you and your family and your extended family. I consider myself a part of your family, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And we love you massive. Uh, but I, I asked you to come in here specifically because I wanted to chat with you about your life, about the way you hear the Lord, mm -hmm. and about how God has used you to, uh, yeah, to, I mean, certain, certainly change the way we do things around the world. I know it's something silly, like, not it's not silly to you. It's not, mm -hmm. I don't think it's silly, but something most people look at is very small that you heard from from the Lord. And I love that. It's And it's and yeah, I love talking to you when we're hunting, when we're when we're just driving uh, to the airport, and uh, and I and I know that people are going to be blessed by this time. So, David Wagner, great. And right off right off the camera is your incredibly lovely wife, right? Hanging out, yeah, yeah. Off camera, I think she wants to stay there. <laughs> Do you want to stay there too? <laughs> yeah, I would prefer, I'd prefer. Yeah. Well, but, I I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy that you came on today. So, you just landed. You're here in Reading. And uh, I asked you to come on because you have one of the craziest stories I've ever heard. Okay, let's go. Frog tape. <laughs> uh, uh, painter's tape. Um, how did you get into it? You're an inventor. You are spirit-filled. Uh, you love the Lord and you l follow his leading. And in that, God's brought you all around the world um, because of this, this crazy invention that you had. Talk to me about it. Okay. Yeah, just a little background. Yeah. I, I got radically saved at 13. And a tangible touch of the Lord and graduated from high school, went right into business immediately, had an opportunity. And the Lord spoke through me before I realized I had even said some words. And so I was asked to run a large operation at 18 years old, a big egg producing company. And in that, what came out of my mouth was if you let me buy in. And obviously I'm 18 years old. I was not uh, 
set financially to do such a thing, but it came out of my mouth and I tried to retract it as quickly as it came out of my mouth. However, it was too late, but fortunately they responded very quickly and said no. And I said, well, I, I could work anywhere, so I'm gonna continue my education. And um, a couple of weeks later they came back and said, oh, we really want you to run this facility. We'll let you buy in. And we know you have no money, so we'll guarantee your portion. Yeah. And so I got into business at 18 years old, no schooling. Um, from there, I uh, did that uh, in that industry for 16 years. And the Lord asked me to lay that down. And for six months, I was what I would say the only time in my life knowingly out of the will of the Lord. And six months into the rebellion, he got my attention very well, and I knew exactly what to do. And in that, I, I resigned. Everyone thought I was kidding. Um, and we had grown the company from $5 million to $50 million to $500 million. And the year I resigned, we had hit over 100, or we hit uh, a billion, 1.15 billion corporately. And how old were you at this time? I was in my mid-20s. And this is, this is, and I, I forgot about this. You just remind me, you, you were in the poultry business for years. Right. And, and that's how you got your start. But you don't have any formal education. No. So, but in the poultry business, how it grew, you've told me that it's from ideas, things you implemented, things that the Lord spoke to you, how to do. Can you just share a little of that? Because I think, I, honestly, one of the things, and, I, and I'll get to it a little bit later, but I, I wanted to talk a little bit about spiritual intelligence and, and, and being led by the Lord, the word of wisdom uh, combined with the word of knowledge, which I feel like you walk in that gift more than most men I know. Hmm. Also, you're one of the hardest working humans I've ever met. Hmm. Um, uh, but so what were some of the things that took it from that small size company, those ideas up into a, you said a billion dollar company? Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, I was young enough and naive enough from a, from the practical perspective mm -hmm. that when people would say I couldn't do things, it was like, well, why not? And so now I learn over the last several decades that when I'm told I can't do something, that's usually my permission to go ahead and do it, mm -hmm. uh, to do what hasn't been done before. And so I would get these ideas in, in the industry that hadn't been done before. And so, so many people are used to doing things status quo and they don't want to challenge and they don't want to take the risk. And so I, I would just get these ideas and, and solve problems. I wasn't trying to invent anything. It was just, if this works but doesn't work great, mm. how do we fix it? And so it came from a fixing mentality. And frankly, I, I don't know how many patents I could have to my name if I would have started back then yeah. um, in applying for patents for different technologies. And then we totally automated the whole system, um, did things that are still uh, used today that are state of the art. Like what? Like what were some of the ideas? From the conveying of the eggs. Um, we conveyed eggs, you know, three quarters of a mile to the processing plant, uh, an egg breaking facility where we actually broke the eggs in how to get rid of the eggshells and it, it, they're an amazing uh, bioavailable source of of proteins from the membrane that ad adheres to the shell plus the calcium source. So 
I researched and found out how to dry them to kill any pathogens. And, and then we would pneumatically basically blow it back uh, a half mile over back to the, to the, the feed mill mm -hmm. and then remix it back into the chicken feed. So, so you use their own eggs to put back into their feed. Sure. And this is something you came up with. Yeah. How do you come up with these ideas? Uh, again, it's just if we're paying to get rid of something and you can turn that into a revenue stream, you, you've hit the jackpot. And so here we're dumping eggshells on farmers' fields just to get rid of them. And yet there was a, an amazing amount of nutritional value. And so what's the cost to convert it from, from a waste product to a, to a feed ingredient? And uh, it, it works significantly well. And this is still being used in, in Absolutely. practice today. Yeah, and, and not just at our facility. It, it actually, once you do it, yeah. it, it, um, it's picked up. Everybody loves to copy. Yeah. There's not a lot of true inventors, but there's a lot of copycats. Well, I want to get into that a little yeah. bit later on with, uh, uh, am I allowed to say the company? No? Yes? Maybe? No. Um, a competitor. A competitor. Yeah. A, a, a blue competitor. Yes. Yes. A large local competitor. A, a large local blue competitor. But we'll get into that in a little bit. Okay. So you, you got into chickens, yes. right? And and you took it from how we, much? We, were, we started at 500 million, mm -hmm. or 500 million, or excuse me, 5 million. Yep. And we had um, initially 320,000 chickens. And we grew the company and also did acquisitions and ended up at 1.15 billion and about 17.9 million chickens. And second largest egg producer in the country. And how old were you at the time? Uh, when I, when I, when you left, when I left, uh, I was 34. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you left and you sold. The, the night I left, I turned in my resignation mm -hmm. and before I turned in my resignation, I, a, a week earlier. But when I came back, they said, just take a week off. They thought I was kidding, you know? And so I waited the full week, got myself prepared, uh, got all my middle managers settled. Uh, they didn't think I was serious as well. And I made the phone call, but before I made the phone call, I prayed this simple prayer, Lord, if I'm doing something out of arrogance or ignorance or something that's going to rob me, my family, or your kingdom of anything that's rightfully mine, prove to me in this phone call what I'm doing is right. And I picked up the phone and I dialed the president of the company. And his secretary answered. And she knew who it was because I had a set time. And she said, Dave... She said, uh, he's been waiting for you. Um, let me put you on hold and he'll be right here. She put me on hold. This is in April of 1994. The hold music for our co company was a local radio station. Okay. The exact words, as God is my witness, that came across that phone were, take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. <laughs> And I went into holy laughter. I mean, it was coming from a part of my body that I had n never truly experienced. And I could not stop laughing. Yeah. 
the president is on the other line and I can hear him, but I am howling like a hyena. Okay. I, I am beyond controllable. And my secretaries are looking in my offices. They think I'm actually having a nervous breakdown. And I uh, was literally biting my knuckle <laughs> to try to stop laughing and he's laughing. And long story short, he finally just said, well, what's so funny? And I said, well, the words aren't this, aren't what I would necessarily use, but the end result's exactly the same. <laughs> and, he's, and he says- Did you sing it? You should have sang it to him. Yeah, well, he, he, he said, I said, well, just put your phone on hold and listen real quickly. And he said, I don't know how to do that. So I said, okay. So um, he, he, uh, he asked, you know, what, what it was. And I just said, well, the words were, take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. <laughs> and so he he uh, just stuttered. He literally couldn't put any words together. Yeah. And I was done. Yeah. And I felt amazed. And first time in my life, this was a Friday, okay. a Friday evening. I had no idea what I was going to do that following Monday for the first time in my life. So you didn't have a set plan? No, really no idea. I feel like that's been a major kind of pattern in your life. Yeah. And through the other stories that I've heard. Yes. And uh, which which goes against, I think, the way a lot of people work, especially success. You hear a lot of successful people go, I have this plan, exit strategy, strategy, and, you know, entrance strategy. Right. You seem to have never had those. No. At least in the stories that you've told me. No, that's very true. And and do you feel that is because you're you're doing your best to follow the leading of the Lord? Or do you feel like that's just where you thrive the most? Or is it a combination of the two? Well, I think I've always functioned well in chaos. <laughs> um, however, I don't look for it. It just, right. it finds me. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think I just, I have such a confidence level that the Lord has never let me down. Yeah. That it's, it's just, when I know that I listen to him, it outrules and trumps any other side issues that I might be thinking. It's I deal with peace. If I have peace, I can do anything. Yeah. It's when I'm struggling to find peace that I have any kind of doubts or questions. Right. And so in that case, it was just there was such an amazing peace that came over me, confirmed by the simple prayer being answer, answered instantly. That night, that was a Friday night, I had a dream. And the dream was very, very detailed, which I get dreams. And this was so detailed. So the following Monday morning, now I'm unemployed for the first time in yeah. my life. And I have four kids and it was a pretty major move. Yeah. And so I called the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency because the dream dealt with them and it dealt with the EPA and the DNR. And so I called the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency and talked to a gentleman named Randy and said, hey, Randy, you know, I explained who I was and, and I was wondering about a pot you know, potential business model. And I explained it to him and and he said, Dave, are you, you know, are you kidding? And I thought he was like basically saying I was wasting his time. Okay. And he said, no, he said, you don't understand. Friday, 
Yeah, when you quit. The same day I quit, they were having a board meeting trying to figure out how to incentivize somebody to do exactly what I was asking if what I was could the dream, do. Keto? The dream was simply there's there's a lot of industries in Minnesota for sure. Yeah. That that are good industries, good farmers, um, but many of them aren't in compliance with the different regulatories authorities, not because they're bad people, but because yeah. they're afraid if they open up, they might come in and get fined, they might get shut down. And right. I, what I was seeing was I would become a liaison. And so I would go to the farmer that I could see or know was in non-compliance and say, I will get all of the legal stuff for you completed. I'll charge you a fee. I'll deal with the, the regulatory authorities. You don't have to ever do anything other than pay me. And okay. I'll get you. I'll get you compliant. And it didn't matter if it was a a road construction job where they were going to grind the road millings and things like that. There's stormwater runoff, yeah. water contamination yeah. for wells, that type of thing. So, um, and you didn't have any experience doing that. Zero. So, no. so you <laughs> you quit. Yeah. That night, or the within a few days, you have a dream. The 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 day that I quit. That very day I resigned was the night I had the dream, which was on a Friday. That Monday, the MPCA came in two Suburbans to my house <laughs> and sat around my kitchen table, and I was in business that same day. From a cold call From to a, cold call. a government office. Yes. First thing in the morning, by noon, I had people sitting around my kitchen table. Okay. Oh, so you, how long did you do that? I didn't even know this part. Yeah. So that one, uh, we did extremely well. And <laughs> and actually far exceeded anything that I could have imagined. Okay. And the Lord was just inside telling me, I will take care of you. Yeah. If you trust me, I will take care of you. And so it was like, wow. Okay. So... I'm doing this new business out of my home now. So now it's I have a home office. It's just really kind of amazing. Um, it was going well. I was doing multiple different uh, projects, construction management, um, many things. Mm -hmm. And I get a, um, a call out of the blue. And it was a gentleman... Uh, from Sweden, uh, had moved to Canada, then to the United States. Yeah. And he he was asking me basically to start a new company for him. And he had heard about me through somebody who threw somebody through okay. somebody. And so I wasn't interested. And I got off the phone as quick as I could. And, and my wife was standing there and said, you were you were kind of a jerk. And it was just like, well, what do you mean? She said, well, it sounded like you just wanted to talk, but you were kind of rude to him. And I was just like, I'm not looking for more work. Yeah. And so at that time, this is in, you know, mid nineties, Yeah. a little box that you could put in your phone line called caller ID mm -hmm. was new. I and remember. I, I had just, in, yeah, I yes. just installed one. And it would <laughs> capture maybe 20 to 30% of the call numbers. Most of them were unavailable. Okay. It happened to catch this guy's name and number, so I called him back to apologize. And, and he said, um, 
I, I called him up and I said, hey, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to be short. I am very content with what I'm doing. I'm flattered that you would call me. Yeah. And I said, what, what, what do you want? He said, I just want to talk. So I set up a meeting with him in St. Paul mm -hmm. and went to meet him. And this is all taking place while you're in Lesur? Yeah, I was okay. yep, in Which is south of yep, Minneapolis. Yep, yep, south of Minneapolis. Okay. Drove to St. Paul, met with him. And in the process, he's asking me about multi-level marketing and buy different types of, of downlines. And, and I, he was asking if I could help him. And it was like, well, yeah, that's, that's very simple stuff. Mm -hmm. And he's like, uh, well, you know, would you would you consider running this company? I want to start it, you know, this fall. And it was just like, um, well, I could do it. And he said, well, what, what a little, what will it take for you to come on board? And so I threw out a number that I thought for sure he would say no. And he sticks his hand across the desk <laughs> and says, welcome on board. Wow. And now I'm going, oh no, this is another one of those moments. What came out of my mouth? Uh oh. Um, and so it was like, I, I, okay, I can't. So I, I told him at that time, I'm going to keep my environmental company going. Yep. I won't take any new clients, but I'm not going to turn around and turn away existing clients, but I'll give you a hundred percent of my time under the condition for a thousand days, you can't fire me <laughs> and I won't quit. Okay. That's the only stipulation I have. And what was the company that he, that he wanted to start? It, it, initially, it was called Global Health Share. Okay. And it was just nutritional supplements. But what causes you to go on the phone, right? Like, because I'll put myself in, in, in those shoes. You have, a, you have a fantastically successful business, right? That God has opened the door up, obviously. Right. Right. And to have some random, random guy call you. Where you, where you put that aside to pursue something completely different. Like most people, like I see a lot of, I see like a lot of Christians, they don't move forward just because they're waiting for a word from the Lord. They're waiting for double confirmation, triple confirmation, <laughs> a sign and a wonder. Right. What, I mean, what would cause you to do that? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, again, for, for me, it's been sometimes it happens before I realize what's happening. <laughs> Explain that. I'm sorry. Like when, when the partners of the food industry came and asked me if I would be the manager and what came out of my mouth was if I can buy in. After I said it, it was like, <laughs> what did I say? And, you know, and eventually it worked to my benefit. Yeah. In this case, um, you know, with John uh, was simply um, I didn't think he would take the offer. When he did, it was like. Now I have to recalculate because right, right. it wasn't it, there was nothing in me that wanted to do that business. Right. OK, so and this is a part that I that I want to talk about. Like you make these decisions. A lot of Christians, mm -hmm. they would they would need something. Right. Right. And I feel like you've been insanely successful in like following the lead of the spirit. But you don't. I'm not hearing any of the things that people use to pull the trigger with a decision with the Lord. Like, it sounds like it's just haphazard. I feel this, it slipped out of my mouth. I asked for this much money, boom. So I'm gonna shift my whole entire life. Like, I feel like that makes people insanely un uncomfortable. Well, yeah, it, it would for most people, um, I think. What does your wife think about this? Um, 
she's, you know, a few companies ago, she said, this is your last company. So I hope this is your I feel last like company. I Moosey would kill me. If yeah. I came home and was like, I am going to get a new car. She'd be like, we'd sit down. <laughs> we would have to like sketch it out. There would be some give and take. And yeah. you're, you're buying and selling companies and transferring finance I, on a whim. Yeah. I, I have an amazing wife and very understanding. I agree and, entirely. Yeah. And, and she's... <laughs> and, and, and it's it's probably the benefit is, you know, she's highly technical in the medical field mm -hmm. and I come from the business side of it. Right. So it's not like she's a business expert and I'm certainly not a medical expert. Right. So we complement each other. OK, just because of time, mm -hmm. uh, I, fast forward to Frog. Frog tape, sure. If you don't mind, because yeah. I know we can talk for hours, but oh, yeah. I, I know absolutely. I, I, I want to get to. I want to get to this. Yeah. So we'll just yeah go make it, it all happen here. Mm -hmm. And so I started the job at the the pharmacy side of it, which we eventually during that thousand day period, I said this is not going to work. We need to take it professional. Mm -hmm. This this is we're leveraging relationships with family and friends for a personal gain. And I, I, I'm, I'm personally, I'm not that, I just don't want to do that. Right. We had great products that had amazing results. Let's switch it and go directly into the pharmacies. We launched it, went into 4,000 pharmacies, uh, all the drug companies that said not a chance that I would, they would take our products all called me in that period of time and yeah. said, we'll carry all your products. But right after I accepted that offer, the environmental company, just to see how the Lord's hand is on this yeah. stuff, there was a Clean Water Act that it was enacted in 1992, which wasn't getting actually in, into, the, the, into law until the mid-90s. And what happened was the EPA had money mm -hmm. in order to get it back in their budget the next year. They have to give it to the... The, the state levels. The state, in order to get that money next year, they have to spend it. Right. So they gave it to the county levels, and the county has to spend it in order to get it from the state each year. So long story short, every county was able to hire a professional to do what I was charging for for free. Okay. And so my business dried up in a, yeah. within six months of me starting that new position. Okay. So had I not right. listened, it had I not had that not happened, I would have been looking for another occupation at that point. So it was, again, it was just these footprints. Right. Um, so I'm five years into the pharmaceutical world, well past my thousand days. Chickens to? Chickens to environmental. Environmental. Now you're in pharmaceuticals. Pharmaceuticals, nutraceuticals. Nutraceuticals. I don't know what yeah. that is, but it sounds yeah. delicious. Yeah. And, and they're good for you. And so I got into that and, and we did well. And <laughs> when you I, say well, like, I want to know what well means, if you're well, comfortable. Like, it, it, I mean, from uh, there's lots of. You did very well. Yes, we, okay. did, we did well. Okay. And, <laughs> and uh, so we, I was into it five years mm -hmm. and I started to get this feeling in the deepest part of my belly. Yeah that I was moving again, that I was going to change. Something was coming. It's just, you just, for me, I just know it. Okay. And so I was expecting, I was working on the side on a nuclear waste 
project. Of course, because that makes sense. Does that make sense? That right. totally I, follows the, I, I, the, I, I had, the logic. I, and, I, had, yes. I had connections, and it just felt like that was the direction I was. Can you turn your brain off, Dave? Not or usually. is it constantly <laughs> thinking of, I mean, who goes from chickens to environmental science to, what do you say, nutraceuticals? Yeah. To... To nuclear waste. Nuclear waste. Storage. And this is something that you're planning on building constantly. You're getting yeah. you're getting these ideas constantly. Me, well, it's through people. Uh, you know, the Lord uses many people. Okay. Um, and it's just the connections that you end up with, and it starts to blossom. Okay. And so, you know, it's the Paul planting mm -hmm. and Apollos watering, and the Holy Spirit brings the increase. That's right. really just going off of those principles. And so... Um, I, five years into it, um, I know that I'm leaving and my best friend at the time is I've helped him with a little plastic device, go through manufacturing, yeah, yeah, yeah. go through patenting and okay. it's a masking tape applicator. Yes. I've seen one. My parents own one. Yes. Before I knew, ever met you. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so we, so I helped them get that up and running just, just for the sake of helping them. And they took it to the National Hardware Show, and it was a sweetheart product of the show. Right. So just describe what it's a... It's a masking tape applicator. It takes any, anybody's tape, any mm -hmm. brand, any width, and you just place it, place the roll on the table, put the device down on it, and it'll mask off doors, windows. For painters. From, for painters. Okay. It, it's just, it's very fast, accurate. What's it called? It's, well, we had the two versions. We had the version for the uh, state fair and garden shows, which was okay. a smart masker. Okay. And then we had the professional version, which was in all the paint stores and in the big box called the Pro 2000. Okay. And it's a masking tape applicator. Um, and But what we... What we went to, uh, we'd go to the, the shows and the trade shows and so on and so forth, which I, I personally don't like. Okay. Um, I'm not a sales guy, and, but I'd like to listen to what people say. That's how, I, that's how I learn things is by listening. And so I'd stand in the booth and I heard thousands of people say, we quit masking because the tape leaks yeah, uh, or it bleeds or you know, and I kept hearing all these issues. Well, every time I painted the trim and then took the tape off, there was paint on there, and I always right. thought it was my own fault. So just so just to explain to because I'm sure there's people listening that have no idea what we're talking about. When when they use when you use masking tape mm -hmm. and you paint a wall or trim or something like that, you, paint would go under the seam and kind of cancel out the whole major the whole use purpose. Why you're using uh, Cor yeah, correct. Okay, and so yeah, so. I always thought it was just my own fault, and that's one of the reasons why I hated <laughs> painting. And you go through all this prep work, right. and then it fails anyway. Well, we started testing the tape and found out the tape was actually beyond subpar. And so, um, well, there's got to be a fix. And so uh, it started at the Minnesota State Fair, mm -hmm. where we sold $70,000 worth in 12 days of these maskers. And it was like, wow, okay, this is a viable, this is a viable product. Well, the two guys that owned that company contacted me right after the state fair and said, hey, Dave, we, we need you. Right. The one could fly a DC-10 and the other one was great at sales, but yeah. neither one had the business acumen. And so I said, well, let me pray about it. Well, the state fair was 
then. So I thought I'm going to experiment in my backyard here at the state fair. And it was unbelievable. So it's like, okay, this company is, has everything it needs to take off. And so I put in my resignation at the pharmacy mm -hmm. side of things and, and uh, jumped on board with this one to yet another adventure uh, yep and so so we take off we go through we hear the comments yeah now we're working on tape and demoing the tape on these demo boards all day long adhesive would come off and get stuck on the wall uh -huh. and so my best friend is at the booth and he's he's taking a chapter out of his memory and going hey when my bowling shoes used to be sticky I would just take ashes out of the ashtray at the bowling alley and yeah. pour them on the floor, step on it, and then my shoes would slide and I could, you know, bowl better. And so he's, he told his wife, go home, get me a Tupperware container and okay. some baby powder, and we'll just deaden the adhesive. On the, on the edge? On the though. edge of the tape, uh -huh. just so it doesn't stick on the demo board. Okay. And after demoing multiple rolls, it gets sticky and much harder to demonstrate. So... She went home and got it and came and we powdered the edges of the tape and put it on the wall and it worked amazing. You know, we could go for hours without right. it gumming up the wall. Well, then my the other business partner was at the Mall of America watching a magic show. And he called me up. He said, hey, you know, this guy has this hat and he pours water in the hat and, <laughs> and then he throws the hat at the crowd and it's gone. And he, he said, they're using the chemical, you know. Yeah. Maybe there's something we could do with the chemical. And so it was like, oh, well, that's great. You know, buy one of these kits. Okay. And so he bought the kit, brought it down to my office, and I started playing with it with the edges of the tape. And what do you, when you say playing, what do you mean? Well, my wife refers to me as the mad scientist sometimes. Okay. So I'm in the kitchen with Pyrex okay. plates, uh, taking tape and putting different chemicals on it and putting it on the glass plate, painting it, flipping it upside down to watch, yeah. to watch what's going on. And I could see that this chemical had positive benefit. Yeah. So then it was a matter of determining the molecular size of the, of the particular chemical. And, you know, it took uh, quite a bit of time, a couple of years to actually get to the science of the super absorbent polymer. Um, and they all function differently and the molecular size is important and speed to, to react and all mm -hmm. these type of things. So I uh, was ab finally able to source what I considered the perfect product out of uh, Europe at the time. And it was able to absorb 600 times its weight molecularly. So I ended up impregnating that into the edges of the tape and, um, and then took it to my competitor to try to sell it because I didn't want to be in tape business right. and they basically refused refused me um, and so it was like okay well we'll launch it ourselves so in in my once again naivety was just like well how hard can tape be it's paper it's adhesive it's a release agent right and a paper core well that can be too hard so yeah <laughs> that's what like, I think of yeah. when I look at tape <laughs> so it, it can't be that hard well after after several years, about six years from wow. the inception to actual launch um, of the product, yeah. but we perfected it to the to the point you know from the color to the to the logo to the to the icon to the name to 
the packaging, um, yeah. and we had it perfected in that six year period of time, took it to the market and and we did extremely well. And this is front and this, this is the a, final product the, is frog tape. Frog tape, yeah. And you guys put on the scene non non bleeding painters yes. tape. Correct. And it's exploded. It took off. It, it, yeah. That's actually why we it's green. That's why we call this from the green room. No, I'm just kidding. It's not it's not but okay, so boom, you have this amazing product. Uh and God's blessing this, right? Mm -hmm. you're, ex you're just expanding, expanding, expanding. Right. And where are things at today? Well, we were, yeah, we were running 24-7. Uh, mm -hmm. um, again, we met with different tape companies to see if they could take it over. Um, to the point of 100% of the time, they said they couldn't because it had never been done before. Right. And they didn't have a mindset to do it. Right. So... We ended up having to build our own robots. Oh yeah, you, you shared this with me. Which had been prophetically spoken over me as a child from my father who said, I can see you working with robots someday, which I just thought he was. And you yeah. did this all out of Lesur? Yeah, out, yeah. Of, out of the- So small town. Yep, small town. People go, listen, you can't take on the big giants. Right, right. right. And you just chisel away at this thing until, and you start just doing it all in-house. All in-house. So frog tape was not, it's not, manufactured in some wasn't major manufactured in some major place it was all in lasur all in lasur minnesota yeah the former green giant world headquarters <laughs> Yo, is that your building yes the jolly green giant yeah the like with the beans and stuff correct i didn't know that yeah and and not only that you minister out of there so yes. where the beans were made correct uh god falls now yeah yeah <laughs> okay so just because of time and because mm. i i we can talk for hours you have gone through many, many stages of transformation. There's something mm -hmm. that I never really understood until recently, and still I'm trying to I'm trying to grow into it. I never, I always thought for years, uh, you know, if God's calling you, then you're called to mm -hmm. missions or pastoring, and and but but as I've grown, as I've run into these amazing people around the world, whether they're billionaires, multimillionaires, that God speaks to. You're one of those ones that. I can look back at your life and go like, God's spoken to you. God showed this to you and brought you along this path. There are people watching that have businesses that, um, that are being obedient to the Lord. Like they are, mm -hmm. but they feel like they're not accomplishing things because they're not in full-time ministry. But I see in men like you, this, this gift from God, like a real true gift and calling mm -hmm. to hear his voice and to, and to see massive finance and breakthrough. What, what would you tell people that are struggling with this balance of like ministry and, and, and obedience to his word in, in business? Yeah. Or obedience I, to his following in business. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, I'd have to probably steal a line that I heard from Dan McCollum mm -hmm. and that was up in Minneapolis. And it was because of you visiting one of our churches and you spoke about Congo and going yeah. into the Congo and yeah. your stories. And I, during that presentation, I was so touched and I just said, Lord, what am I doing? I haven't done anything. And so I said, <laughs> if I ever have the opportunity to go to the Congo, don't let me say no. Yeah. Well, guess what? Yeah. I had an opportunity to go to the Congo with somebody I didn't know. Yep. And it was by myself. And it was like, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to go. Well, Dan, I was speaking up at a church in in Minneapolis. So Tina and I went, mm -hmm. 
And on the way there, we were talking about Smith Wigglesworth and the yeah. miracles. Yeah, yeah. And so how, how the night went, he said, we're going to, I'm going to do a couple different series. If, if, um, if you feel the Lord speaking to you, then just stand up and then I'm going to pray over all of you and, yeah. you know, whatever. So the second or third session, he opens this with the comment. He said, Smith Wigglesworth, and I look at Tina, it was like, okay, what's he going to say? Was once asked what he contributed to the success of his ministry to. Yeah. And his answer was to say yes before his brain could talk him out of it. Wow. And so the radical obedience. And so that I stood. I mean, he's not 30 seconds into his presentation and I'm standing and the Lord already spoke to me and I ended up going to Congo. Yeah. Um, but the, the point of it is in, in, in business, um, if, you're, if you're willing to be vulnerable to the point of, of just saying, God, this is all yours anyway. Yeah. And I, when I'm in over my head all the time, it's the safest place for me to be because my, my reliance is on him yeah. through the whole process. Come on. And so I would, I would just say to be just radically obedient to what the Lord is telling you. And I've run into the same people that need a confirmation. And then once right. they get the confirmation, they need a second confirmation. And then they need to, to be called right. out of a, a group. And then they, and then right. they still don't do it. Um, and at some point, you just have to say, Lord, you know, if this is you, confirm it. That's fine. I'm not saying be, you know, be ignorant. Yeah. Um, but the Lord, w when you get to know his voice and you know how faithful he is, you just know that even in my mistake, he can cover that as long as my motives are correct. Yeah. And so I can make a mistake and I've made many. Yeah. But the, 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 the bottom line is he'll cover all of that. Yeah. If, if we're just, if our motives are for his glory, for his kingdom. Yeah. Now the, the, you have uh, handled Tons of wealth in your lifetime. But when I visit you, when I visit your wife, uh, I see I see massive humility. I see this total normalcy, normal <laughs> lifestyle. Uh, if you walked up to your house, you wouldn't be like, my God, this is the guy that, mm -hmm. that built Frog Tape. Like, this is the guy that's built major companies. Very humble, in my, in my opinion. Very approachable and all and, and in the middle of all of it you started ministry out of your business you know like you we would gather and have meetings there how do you do you talk to me about wealth handling wealth in the christian environment and like how because god obviously wants it right like i i think he desires that we have wealth i don't think it's the main goal of our lives but how do you how do you manage those two things Wealth is to me is is there's there's difference between riches and, and wealth. Um, we don't own vacation homes. We don't have lots of toys because I don't. Not that I'm against those, yeah. nor do I think the Lord is against those. It's just it's not a priority in my life. Mm -hmm. um, now, in helping a family in need or doing something for somebody uh, behind the scenes, uh, that is way more interesting to us. And so um, in, in handling it, it, it's, it, it, it'll go as fast as it comes. Yeah. 
And, and so, the, again, what is the goal behind the finance? You know, what is it there for? And, and we're in this world, and unfortunately, money really does drive most everything. Mm -hmm. And so we need to have it. It's, I've had it, and I've not had it, and it's way more fun to have it right. <laughs> than to not have it. Right. And, and <laughs> but again, you know, it's just when you have millions in the bank, just ready to be spent however you want there's it's different than when you don't and when you don't again it's that dependency on the lord to meet your need for the day or for the week or for the mm -hmm. hour and it's 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 just more fulfilling yeah. when you don't have this massive thing that you can mentally fall back on yeah. and um and so, yeah, and, and now we're working on another project, which is the largest project I've ever taken on in my life yeah. with a medical device. Right. So now we just, you know, flip the chapter yeah. again and going into a brand new industry. Uh, this November, I'll be, it'll be six years that I've been working on this project. Wow. Yeah. And we've talked about it a lot. I don't know. You know, we don't need to talk about what's up, what's coming next. But right. On top of all this, you have an apple orchard yeah, as well, like a massive apple orchard. Yeah. Uh, Dave. Couple questions before we go, because sure. actually, I think we've been, we've been, yeah, we've been going for it. Okay. <laughs> uh, just a couple questions. Um, number one, uh, will I slay the bigger buck this year? That's the most important question. Well, uh, <laughs> we will put you in a position Please. to do to, to do just that. Oh man, Dave was there when when I almost uh, <laughs> when I. Almost shot a man. I, that was not true. That's what he he said. Uh, never happened. Never happened. But uh, we we had a crazy man. Yeah. Like legitimately, <laughs> I've only feared for my life a couple of times. I mean, more on the missions field, but once uh, once deer hunting. Once deer hunting with you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I, it was my first buck I shot, but I shot him on somebody else's property, which I shouldn't have done. I didn't know. But it did cost you a. I did get fined. A fifty dollar ticket yes. for your bullet trespassing. Yes, it did trespass. <laughs> your you bullet, your bullet trespass. We had a crazy man uh, try to yeah. try to. Uh, yeah, I thought he was going to lose his cool, and, but uh, he did lose his he cool. He did. Yeah. And so I just, uh, so I just wanted to make sure I got you on record, uh, saying that I will get the best buck this year. And uh, number two, uh, when? Uh, oh, one last thing. Uh, I noticed that that you guys have always ministered and invited people into your house. Uh, mm -hmm. Heartbeat at Iris, one of the things that we do is taking care of the orphan and the widow. You guys have done that uh, all the time that I've known you. You know, I'll go to your house and there's 30 people there. You know, you, even your house is built with multiple bedrooms down below. You're always taking care of people. Right. T just talk to me about that in the middle of your pursuit of God, pursuit of what he's put in front of you, you taking in people. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of been a, a way of life um, as far back as I can remember. You know, we have a 10 bedroom home and this is the longest empty nest period yeah. that my wife and I have had. And yeah. it's been six or seven months now where the house is virtually empty until this weekend. Actually, while we're gone, we have a family moving into the lower yeah. level again uh, for a short period of time. Do. We do. Because they're... Because as they're unavailable and, yeah. and they're in the transition of moving, it's mm -hmm. not a long term. But yeah, we've reached out um, 
and just made available to a lot of single moms, to uh, families in transition, uh, min uh, missionaries that mm -hmm. are back on furlough. Um, it just gives them a place to to reside. Yeah. Um, for us, it's just kind of a normal family model. Yeah. And um, yeah, we just we're, we're a lot. A lot of what's missing today is community. You know, when you talk to people, they're they're just not connected. Yeah. And so, if we can develop a community um, where people feel welcome to come in, and you know, most people that at our house, as you've witnessed, yeah. don't don't knock. They just they come right on they, in. They walk yeah. in like they're home, and the, our fridge is open, and the, yeah. you know, so it's just, and that's the way we like it. Um, so, yeah. I've, I've always been blown away at. I meet people. I actually didn't know who your real kids were until like three or four visits because there was always kids around. There was always like, oh, there's Timmy, Billy, Reggie or whatever. And you're just like and you actually treat them like family. Yeah. And I, I, it, I'm i not joking. The first time I went hunting with you guys, we were all in the basement of your brother's house. Mm -hmm. Like just we're packed in on yeah. the floor yeah. and everybody's acting like family. I took me a little while to actually figure out who was actually your flesh and blood. Yeah. But because you've taken so many people, I I. Love you guys massively. Mm. I'm I'm a better man because you're in my life. Oh, thank and you. I really am. I'm not just saying that. Uh, you're the only person that has ever given me silver. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'll never forget that moment. I re you're like reach behind the seat, funk, and uh, and I just think I just think you're one of the most interesting people. You're the only person I've heard my father rave about mm. after. Like he's like that Dave Wagner. Yeah. He was so impressed because you we just work. You work harder than almost anyone. I we mm. processed uh game. Sure. You did till like two, three in the morning and you were you would get up at like two mm -hmm. and you just go all day long. It's like the craziest thing. <laughs> you have this natural ability to not stop. You don't sleep a lot, do you? No. Which is just weird. And <laughs> and in and you can see the hand of God on your life. I love you massive. I know Thank that you. there are people listening to this. I know this isn't my, my classic interview, yeah. but I really wanted to make sure that, that I did this. I, I think that there's more people out there listening to the Lord that are following him in obedience, just like you, under the radar, mm -hmm. impacting the world. And there's a lot of people that talk about it. There's a lot of people talk about like, oh, I'm going to take this mountain or I'm going to. And, and there's a lot of talk and talk about it. But I think it's people really like you who've actually done it, are doing it, and are modeling Christ-likeness in the middle of it. Right. And uh, so I, I want to say that in front of your wife, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, modeling Christ-likeness. Both of you guys. Honestly, both of you guys. Like I feel like you model it so well. There's few people in the world that I've met. And I meet a lot of people like you guys. Mm -hmm. And I wanted the world to meet you. Yeah. And, well, thank uh, you. Yeah. And I'm looking forward. I'll be out there with you guys in just a couple, like a month? Yeah. In a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, if you're ever in Lesur, uh, don't knock on their house and enter in and open up their <laughs> fridge. But uh, I'm sure you can you can look them up. What's the name of your company right now in Lesur? The newest company is Inspired Life Medical. Okay, do you that one that was launched in July mm -hmm. of last year? Yes. So we're a little over a year old, but I've been working on the technology for six and years. Can you share anything about it? You yes, it's, 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 a, it's a device that I believe was a download from the Lord through another person mm -hmm. um, connected to Frog Tape um, <laughs> who reached out to me. Um, and I heard the Lord in the conversation. And it's a device for detecting Alzheimer's perhaps up to 20 years before symptoms. Wow. Um, for sure, 10 years. Yeah. And so we've been, and it works with the olfactory 
uh, bulbs and stimulation of the brain, uh, the hippocampus. And, and so we're able to do that and register it and, yeah. and see the early signs of the degradation for mild cognitive impairment caused by Alzheimer's or other neurological disorders. Uh, we have four patents um, and six more that are pending yeah. around that technology. And we officially launched uh, last July and we're in the, um, we're, we're very close to doing our first uh, third party clinicals. Wow. Um, and yeah, it's, it's the okay, biggest so, thing I've ever worked on. And we, we've, t we chatted about it before I, it blows me. And there's other things you're working on. Yes. In the middle, but listen, so eggs, chicken farm, yeah. taking it from a $5 million company to over a billion dollar company, then on to environmental safety, mm -hmm. right? Then on to, gosh, what was the third thing? Nutraceuticals. Yeah, nutraceuticals, mm -hmm. of course, pharmacy. And then uh, uh, painter's tape. Manufacturing. Manufacturing right. painter's Paint tape. Paint sundries, right. Just like creating a whole niche market that the world had never seen before. Right. And then now on to Alzheimer's detection. Correct. And uh, how are you? You doing good? Are you feeling good? I'm fine. You, I'm, your heart's going? Nah, your heart's working well? Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. doing great. You sure? Yes. Have you had a good time? Uh, this is amazing. You you hear the voice of the Lord mm. and, and you run after him and you do it with humility, grace, and love. I love you, massive Dave Wagner. Thank you. And, and I love the other Dave Wagner, too. And the two <laughs> so Dave Wagners I. know each other. That's absolutely and, true. Uh, and mm. I just love you so much, your family. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah. If anybody, do you have ways of... If I'm sure people that are watching this are going to want to like, hey, uh, you know, hey, I have all these ideas or should I? Well, we won't. You can figure it out. He lives in somewhere in Minnesota. And uh, and and we love you, Dave. They can follow me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah. OK. David or Dave? David. Or OK. David yeah. Wagner. Right. Inspired Life Medical would be Inspired the easiest way. Medical. Yeah. Love you, man. Hey, Two likewise. Seconds. I haven't Love done you. this on any podcast, but I want you to I want you to pray for all the entrepreneurs Absolutely. that are listening. Real yeah. quick. Yep. Yeah. Lord, Here, we look, look into uh yeah. look into this camera right This here. one. All right. Yeah. Father, we just thank you, Lord. You were you are the uncreated one, the author of creation. And if you reside in me or us that say that Jesus, you are our Lord, then we should be the most creative people that walk the planet. So Father, I just call that creativity into existence, into fruition. Mm -hmm. And Father, I just thank you that the clarity that they've been seeking will be found. Lord, whether it's in a dream or a vision or just a word or the scriptures coming off of the page. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord. And Father, I just thank you for each person in business right now, Lord, that they set their motives. Lord, you, you know our motives better than we know our motives. So Father, I just thank you that all these things that can be said that I'm gonna do this great exploit, I'm gonna do this great exploit, but yet they're not, they're stingy in who they are right now. Uh, Lord, I just thank you that you love a generous person. And Father, I just think you'll give it back generously. And Lord, I just, I don't know who that is for, but I just felt that come up. Uh, just be just generous with what they have, Father, with their time and their resources. And, and Lord, I just ask a blessing on them. Lord, and I thank you that you would confirm things in them now in Jesus' name, that they would just know that they know. And Father, I thank you that your peace would just reside in their decisions. This, they don't have to be uh, wound up. They do not have to be worried 
if they're in fear or worry, and Lord, that's not of you. So Father, I just release uh, just a fresh blessing, a fresh flow, and Lord, for the creativity to just ex ex just expand uh, to a new level. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen, amen. As you were praying, mm -hmm. I had a beautiful memory <laughs> come back, and it was me uh, sitting at uh, my coffee table about five years ago, four years ago, when my wife had cancer and I had $2,500 in bills laid mm -hmm. out in credit card bills and mortgage and all this stuff. And we had put over $25,000 into Moosey during that season because it cost money. And I had no way of paying it. I was sitting there praying and you called mm -hmm. and, and just, hey, how are you? How's Moosey? And and you said, well, do you, how are you doing with bills? And I said, well, I'm literally sitting here in front of you. You said, send them to me. Just send me all your bills. I'll never forget that. Okay. I will never, ever, ever, ever forget that. Love you, Dave. Uh, yeah, thank you for watching. Uh, this one, this guy, that one, this guy. Here we go. Thank you for watching uh, this episode of uh, Green Room with Iris Global and our special guest, very special guest, uh, Dave Wagner. And uh, love you guys. If you like this, send it to somebody. Listen, we're not we're not making these for any other reason than to bless you. Um, so send it to people. Send it to entrepreneurs. Send this to businessmen. Send this to people who are doing their best to hear the voice of the Lord in their business. I think you're going to be blessed. I think, uh, yeah, I think it's going to encourage you. Like, subscribe, do all the things you're supposed to do that all the really professional YouTube people say to do at the end of a video. Click things and ding things and bells and all that stuff. Love you guys. And I uh, can't wait to see you on the next Green Room. Awesome. How bad was that? Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, you did great. <laughs> yeah. You did great. Thank you, Dave. Yeah.